Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week, we're doing something a little different. We're talking to Jesse Lee, a guy who's made his way on TikTok. He's uh, got a new podcast. Uh, he's got so much cool stuff on the horizon, and uh, he was gracious enough to, to sit down with me and uh, just have a little conversation about how he got to start and um, all the cool stuff he's he's doing. Uh, he's super involved in like the emo, uh, indie, uh, metalcore, all that fun stuff. So if you want to go check him out, he's on Instagram, he's on Twitter, he's on TikTok, he's on all the platforms, and uh, he's got a new podcast called The Jesse Lee Show. So I've got all the links to that in our show notes. There's also mention of some local Ohio bands that we uh, would talked about. There's going to be a playlist for that on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. Um, Jesse and I both picked five um, local bands from Ohio. If you want to check them out, they're involved in that playlist, and they're discussed throughout the show. If you want to listen to our songs of the show, that's going to be at the very end after the interview, so stay tuned for that. But without further ado, Jesse Lee. All right, we have on with us Jesse Lee. What's going on, my friend? What's going on? Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> so, uh, Jesse, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know um, you're all over TikTok. Everyone sees you on TikTok, but you have uh, a new podcast that's really, really cool and really exciting. Uh, so why don't you just give us the uh, the elevator uh, pitch on, on Jesse Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much I'm a big deal. Uh, <laughs> I'm a really important guy in the social media space. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I do uh, content creation on all, all the social media, mostly about rock and alternative music, you know, metalcore, pop punk, emo, anyth anything under the rock umbrella, really, no matter what the genre gatekeepers say. I, I swear it counts as rock. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do that. Then I have my show on SiriusXM. Uh, I do like a, I'm like, like a DJ situation over there. And then I also do like news segments for them on uh, the station every day. Uh, kind of like a kind of like an snl weekend update situation like a headline and a joke you know like, yeah laura's already said this but dum dum you know <laughs> um which is it's good it, that's pretty fun but it also gets like a little taxing sometimes it's like all right how many times can i make fun of you know james hetfield this week <laughs> um without him getting pissed i don't want to piss off james Hetfield. <laughs> right yeah then you gotta um, mix in lars you gotta yeah you yeah, gotta, yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. Luckily, Kid Rock is good fodder. You know, he's always doing something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everyone's okay. Everyone's usually okay with me teasing him. So yeah. Um. But so yeah. On top of that, all that stuff. I also yeah. I have my podcast, the uh, the Jesse Lee Show, with me, Jesse Lee. And uh, yeah, that's the interview format where I just talk to bands, uh, artists. I I try to also sprinkle in chats with uh, influencers and comedians, and you know just. I try to branch out a little bit so I'm not always talking to just you know bands which I mean obviously I know people like that but I feel like it's cool to talk to people who aren't in a band or, or aren't musicians themselves and talk about and then have them talk about music too like here are their sides of it because you know there's a lot of people who you don't expect to you know be into this genre of music or even rock music in general that like turn out like oh shit they know their stuff you know they're actually fans yeah I thought it was really cool like interviewing Olive 
Um, oh yeah, everyone mm-hmm. knows her from from Twitter and all those yeah. that world. But even her in the Belmont music video was like, yeah. I could see the the tie into yeah. your world. Um, well, it was funny because I became friends with her because of she was posting about like pop punk songs and emo songs or something like that one time or a lot of times and uh and then yeah i didn't find out till later on that she was like an only fans model and she has like this like porn career and all this stuff like i didn't know any of that stuff initially <laughs> going in and it was funny because i like started following her on instagram and stuff and we were chatting and then like I like I opened up my like feed one day and it was like it's just a picture of her booty. I'm like, I'm like whoa, gee, I'm at my I'm like at my kid's school. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. So I did that interview and I think like a lot of people were like, because that was early on in the podcast too. And I think a lot of people were like, wait a minute, is this what kind of podcast is this? Like, are you just like interviewing OnlyFans creators and stuff? But yeah, she's really cool. I like her content a lot. That's awesome. The, the music stuff, not yeah. <laughs> fan of it all. Um, yeah. How did you get involved in all of this? Uh, were you in bands growing up, or yeah, how did like how did you get into all of this? Yeah, I uh, so I, yeah, grown. I've been playing guitar, or I don't really play that much anymore. But I started playing guitar when I was like twelve. Um, I played in yeah pop punk bands, metal bands, and stuff growing up. Uh, I was in a pop punk band for about ten years, well maybe a little under. Um, we just some we did a few cool things, played like Warp Tour and you know opened for like The Offspring and Bowling for Soup, which is funny because I ended up interviewing Bowling for Soup and Offspring on my podcast, and those were like the two artists that were like for years and years, like those were my like claim to fame. Like I opened for these bands, like I'm so cool. And I actually had them on my pod. And I told both of them, I'm like, yeah, I, I used you for a long time. That was a cool factor. <laughs> <laughs> like, but was, it was a nice full circle moment to have those guys on. Um, but yeah, so just playing in music in bands growing up. And uh, I started doing PR for a uh, record label, um, Tragic Hero Records. I was like doing intern work there. And yeah, uh, then I just, I started creating content basically when uh the whole it was like it was 2019 like when like the tiktok started kind of taking off like i saw artists like little nas x and um there's somebody else who like like a pop artist that kind of blew up on tiktok and i was like oh like this is i think this is the next wave like this is gonna be like the new myspace you know this is like what's gonna and i noticed nobody was doing it for rock music there was no rock artist breaking at that point like if you go back to like 2019 like i don't think there's any rock artists or pop punk artists or anything like that that broke from tiktok but i i just like anything else like you know unfortunately rock and metal artists kind of have to be like dragged across the line for a lot of things you know like they don't really want to jump because when i when it first came out it was like a dancing you know uh i don't know like more like a kid app i guess yeah and uh i just saw it's like an opportunity like i think this is going to be the next thing and uh i started making content kind of I, I really kind of just creeped on the platform for a long time for months just like watching stuff trying to figure out like what works what doesn't work and then i started making videos and they were terrible like they weren't very <laughs> um and then like yeah in like 2020s like when i like really started taking it seriously and like, I, I think that's when a lot of people started taking it seriously because you know everyone got locked in their houses because of you know covid and i think a lot of people started getting on tiktok more so the app blew up more and that's when like the that's when like the audience was, you know, increased more too. like that, that. My content was able to find the right people, you know, cause like now the rock fans were on TikTok and they were able to, and they, and when, and at that point, again, I was still like one of like three or four people making that kind of content. So, 
yeah, it went from like short videos, like almost like Vine, to like yeah. full productions. Like your videos it's, are are really well done. It's it's impressive. Oh, thanks, man. They take a fucking long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like yeah, when I first started, I remember like that was the key is like to make the video as short as possible. But as like, you know, attention grabbing and as like interesting, like whatever, like still all the same factors of like, you know, YouTube video or whatever. But it was like, you know, get it under like 15 seconds. Like that's the goal. And now it's like if you put something up that's like 15 seconds long, you're very likely not going to catch fire with it. You know, unless it's something like super viral worthy, like, you know, somebody saving a kid from a burning car or something like that. That shit was going to go viral. But like. I, especially for what I do for like a, like a news and a informational kind of education or entertainment kind of aspect of it. It's like, I kind of have to give you more meat on the bone. I can't just be like, here's check out this song. And then five seconds of the song. It's like, okay, thanks dude. Like <laughs> what the yeah. fuck am I going to do with that? You know? So I have to like fill it. So yeah, now it's like, you need to make almost a minute long video, which a minute long video can take you like two or three hours to edit. And I, if, and that's, if that isn't kind of like, you know, putting together the idea and all that and figuring it, figuring it out from the beginning. Yeah. I, I take that stuff for granted because just audio, like I can, I can mess with that pretty quickly and get it done. Mm -hmm. I've been doing podcasting for eight years. So like we've been doing the music one for a little over three years, so I can whip it up pretty quick, but I can't imagine like splicing video together, putting all the stuff on it. Like all that stuff just takes a lot of labor of love, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is surprisingly time consuming. Even like for like like little things, like you know, you you see a video that has like four or five you know clips you know in there, and they're only like two or three second clips. But like you know, grabbing the clips and adding them down, and then like overlaying them, and making and then adding the the transitional effects in between. It's like even it's all those little things. Like, and I, there's I mean, there's people that like you know do uh, video editing like professionally. Like, are probably whipped together what i do like way faster and i've hired editors too to help me with it because that's the other thing too is like, i don't consider myself like a, a techie guy like a video editor like or anything like that but i kind of had to become that <laughs> right. i guess i kind of forced myself yeah. into it. like yeah i never like because again when i was making videos initially it was just like short you know little clips and now it's to the point yeah where i'm doing all these texts these animations and i'm doing these clips and stuff and it's like i become kind of like a one-man machine <laughs> of like producing some stuff and I've never like had any like kind of education or anything like that in yeah. like graphic design. So yeah, that was uh, your conversation with uh, Orion. I thought was really cool because you guys talked about that stuff that most people don't think about. They're like, they yeah. give it about two seconds and they're like, all right, keep going. You know, like and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is Dude. that's that's hard for people that put so much time and effort into it. That's painful because I mean, obviously, you don't know. You don't. You don't. I mean, you can see when you don't get the views, but like you don't know when you when you put two or three hours into a video, you don't know if somebody just like literally saw it went like that, like swipe, just like, like, dude, you understand what I just did? <laughs> and like, yeah, it's like, yeah, well, effort doesn't equate, you know, engagement or whatever. Like that. Like, you don't deserve views just because you put a lot of time into it. But man, it is it is rough when you do spend a fuck ton of time on something. And it's like it flops. You're like, no, like that was my whole afternoon. <laughs> I could have done so many other things and make that video. <laughs> uh, so um, what what when you were starting your podcast, like what podcasts were you listening to or what like inspired you to to create your podcast? Um, So honestly, I'm a big wrestling fan. 
Um, and one of the podcasts I like was listening to religiously back then was uh, something to wrestle with um, with Bruce Pritchard, who uh, I don't know if you follow wrestling or any of your fo- your listeners do, but he was a a big guy in the uh, 80s and 90s, early 90s. Um, but yeah, so their format though was just like telling wrestling stories, and it was just they didn't have guests or anything like that. So that was a podcast I was listening to a lot. And then <clears throat> I think it was like uh, I, I'm sure I'll catch heat for saying this, but it was when I started listening to like Joe Rogan, which I've always loved Joe Rogan back in like in like when he was like doing stand up, like when he was just a stand up comedian. Like I always like loved his stand up stuff, and I'm a, I'm a big UFC fan, so like just you know his commentary and shit. Like I know he's very polarizing; he's got a lot of ideas that people don't agree with. I mean, but aside from that, if you just get down to like the bare bones of him like having a funny conversation with somebody, that's that's what I was drawn to was like he would have people on his podcast that I had no idea who they were and had no interest in what they did for a living or what their, like their thing was. But I liked the episode because I mean, it was just a funny conversation. It was entertaining. You know, it was, it was interesting, whatever their random shit they were talking about. So that was kind of like my idea, my concept going into it was like, I wanted to have conversations with people, not really interview them. You know, I just want to have like cool chats with them. Um, and then I, I, re- I did realize too, though, after listening to more Joe Rogan episodes, there were, there were times he would have people that I was interested in hearing him talk to that I wanted to hear stories about. And they wouldn't fucking talk about the stuff that I want to hear him talk about. Cause they were just talking about like fucking, uh, you know, uh, taking testosterone or whatever. I'm like, like that's cool. But I ask him about it. <laughs> so I try to like strike that balance too, is like when I'm like talking to somebody, like I want to have a funny conversation, but I also want to make sure I'm actually getting something out of it for somebody who is a big fan of the person I'm talking to, you know? For sure. Yeah. That, that, I mean, you talking to Caleb Shomo was like what mm-hmm. got me listening to your show. Cause I oh, saw nice. a clip on your TikTok, and then I, you know, automatically subscribed and getting to he- talk to him like right before that album came out was so cool. You know, like that's, yeah. Um, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, people dream of and getting to do that so early on is really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's my, uh, kind of my goal is to try to like strategically have these guests on to, yeah, line them up with like an album release or a, or a big release or something. Excuse me. Cause like, you know, there's a uh, lots of times where I'll talk to an artist who like doesn't really have anything new to promote, but it's just something I want to talk to. And like, it's cool. But like, also I think a lot of times like those don't do as well because, that person's not like really in the headlines right now or anything like that. And they're not getting, you know, cause obviously the podcast is still new. So I have a pretty decent fan base over there, but it's still not like, you know, I'm not every episode I'm putting up isn't like going viral off the charts, you know, which is crazy because like, it's just so hard to convert, you know, the audience over. Like I have half a million followers on my social media, but like I'll put up a, a, a YouTube video with like, uh, a, a podcast episode and gets like 200 views or something. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> like, where are all these people? Like, it's just hard to get people to convert over, you know? Yeah, it's funny. Like, if you're on TikTok, you always tell yourself, like, oh, I'll do something later. Like, oh, I'll listen yeah. to this later. I'll watch this later. So it's it's funny that like clips like that from your interview wouldn't translate into listens on. Yeah, but that's just well, it's a double edged sword too because you know people like will they'll they'll live in their own um bubble of like information like there's some people that only get all their information from tiktok or they get all their information from instagram or they don't fuck with any of that and they like they go to loudwire.com like whatever it is (laughs) like they they live in their own kind of world so like it works for me because for instance on tiktok like i can post about a news story the same news story that a million other outlets are talking about but i'm posting about it giving my two cents and there's 
a big section of people that only get their music news from TikTok. And again, since I'm one of the, you know, quote, bigger creators on there, you know, I show up in their feeds probably more often. So that that's good for me that they, that they're only getting their shit from there. But then I was like, okay, so now that you like that, come over here to YouTube or come here to Spotify. And they're like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving the platform. <laughs> it's cool too. Like your, your Spotify, uh, your interviews, they all are videos as well. So like mm -hmm. if, if people want to tune in, like you can translate it to your TV. I, I sound yeah. like I'm, I got paid to do this to like promote <laughs> you, but I, I really do appreciate all that stuff as a podcaster who doesn't, I'm not saying like, I don't put in that much work, but like we do it weekly and we both have full-time jobs outside of yeah. it. So like we do it mostly for fun and to like show each other new music. So to see someone doing something a little bit different inspires others, you know? Oh, dude, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I can do that. Like that's, that's really cool that anyone I'm, I'm happy that anyone listens at all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's really cool just like, like to hear like that like that people are like inspired by like you know what i'm doing and it is it is surprising how many like huge podcasters don't take advantage of the, the video aspect of spotify because there's a lot of podcasters that have video podcasts like up on youtube but for whatever reason they only put the audio up on spotify i don't understand like it just seems like an extra step like why wouldn't you just like <laughs> upload the whole thing to but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, I mean, you know, they're huge. I'm not. So who am I fucking <laughs> say that they're doing it wrong? Right. You know? like, uh, yeah. If you had to pick who would be like your dream guest that you haven't had on yet. Ooh, dream guest. That's tough. Um, see, that's, that's hard because there's a lot of people that I like really love and idolize. But then at the same time, it's like, it's kind of that whole don't meet your heroes thing. It's like, do I really want to talk to him? Like, I, like, like, like I love Dave Grohl. I think Dave Grohl is one of the coolest guys in the world. He just, just seems so awesome all the time, like a hundred percent of the time. But I'm so scared he'd be a dick to me. Like, <laughs> and like, I have no, like, you know, I have no like back preface or whatever to like, think that he ever would be. But like, just the, the the sheer possibility that I could say something to accidentally offend him, or like he just has a bad day. Like, oh man, that would fucking blow. <laughs> like, like, dude, you pissed off Dave Grohl, the nicest guy in rock and roll. Like, what the fuck? There's something wrong with you, man. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, I would, I would go down for that one. <laughs> um other than that i'm trying to think of who is it? like a dream guest would be like I, I mean i would love to have um uh like Corey taylor on and like you know james hetfield and like uh ozzy you know like all like the, the big like the just like the mammoth stars of you know rock and metal that'd be really cool but then i would then i would also really love to talk to people outside of music like uh like stone cold steve austin would be amazing like he's like one of my childhood idols, you know, and again, but again, he's somebody that like, I've built him up so much in my brain. It's like, Oh man, like I just want to drink beers with him and hang out. But if he thinks I'm like, I drink beer stupid or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's as fast as you can chug that beer. Yeah. 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 Just like fucking puts me down gives me a stunt. Well, if you gave me a stunner, that'd be cool though. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's a, that's an interesting point. Like, um, I, I, we don't interview a ton of people, but when we do, like, I'm always so nervous that like, I've been listening to this band. I really like this yeah. band. What if they think I'm stupid? And then like, mm -hmm. now I'm like, well, I'm not going to listen to their fucking music anymore. Cause they're, <laughs> right, <laughs> cause right. they think I'm stupid. Yeah. Um, well, one it, thing I've, I've learned is most people, and I mean, knock on wood, hopefully this remains true, but it seems like, cause there are, there are times I'm, I'm like a little nervous to talk to an artist. Like, cause I'm like, oh, like 
because even though I listen to their music, I'm like, do I know everything about this band? You know, like, do I know enough to I'm not going to like sound stupid when I talk to them? But like at the same time, like, nobody expects you to know every single thing about them. And also, they're doing the interview because they want to talk to you. Like nobody's like going into the uh, podcast and be like, like I can't wait to fucking roast this guy <laughs> for not knowing my discography. <laughs> yeah. So I had to kind of remind myself, like, like it's just a it's just a conversation. Like they're not they're not going to like start quizzing you about yeah. <laughs> you know their background and stuff. So. <laughs> I, again, knock on wood, it hasn't happened yet. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Who who's your who's been your favorite interview so far, or that you have mm. planned going forward? Oh man, that's tough. Um, well, the, the most recent one I just did with uh, Doc Coyle was really cool because he just he's just a really intelligent, insightful dude, and like it was just really cool talking to him. Like he he talked most of the interview. I I barely said anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he was just like, yeah, he was just really cool to talk to, just because like, he had so many like cool perspectives on like music and the world and like that was a conversation that really went off the music path like we talked about a lot of stuff like beyond music and just like we got into like social issues a little bit and stuff and it's not like political or anything but it was just like it was more of like a conversation i guess than an interview than any of the ones i've done <laughs> um other than that like yeah, it's tough. The uh, the one with Bowling for Suit with Jared, that was really cool. I, I love Jared. Uh, love that band growing up. I think it was a cool day. Like, I, I consider him a friend now. I think he considers me a friend. Like, <laughs> we're, we're pretty, we, we talk outside of, you know, the, the podcast still. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that was cool just because, again, it was, like, somebody who I grew up kind of, like, thinking was, like, larger than life and then end up getting to not only talk to them but kind of – develop a friendship with them afterwards and i think that's pretty cool like anytime that can happen i mean it's been pretty sweet uh you know i, I don't want to speak too soon but it's been pretty sweet that most of everyone i've talked to is like wanted to stay in contact afterwards you know they've like you know we, they'll, they'll follow me on instagram whatever and we'll like send funny you know uh memes or whatever so i mean that's, that's just pretty cool to be able to you know forge these you know actual relationships with people beyond a one-hour conversation especially like in this format where you know it's like we're talking here visually virtually or whatever and it's like but if you and i run into each other at a bar or at an event or something we're still going to say like oh dude nice to meet you man we're gonna still because it, it we we met but we didn't really meet you yeah. know so it's kind of cool to like keep these 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 conversations going and then it's like when you do actually meet in real life it's not like oh yeah that one call that one call we had <laughs> right know? yeah that is that's a that's a cool point we uh we have been super involved in this local band down in cincinnati called harbor and okay. it's kind of been the same way like every time they put out a new album we have them on and we talk about it or if they're going on a big tour we talk to them and like now when we see them out like we buy them beers and we see them and it's mm -hmm. really it's really cool to have that it feels like more like a friendship than it does like us trying to like mutually benefit yeah. one another. Yeah. And that's a good point too. Like, you know, uh, especially fostering these like new, this new talent. it's like, I love, you know, that's the other thing I'm trying to do more of too, is have more, um, newer talent on my podcast because obviously the big names are the ones that get the clicks, you know, but you know, a, those aren't always so easy to get, <laughs> of course. Um, but B is like, I want to, I started my, you know, TikTok and whatever as a way to promote new music. That was what, that was a whole initial idea was I wanted to promote newer bands, you know, and then it turned into like kind of like a, the TMZ of the scene situation where I'm like talking about news and stuff. But like, you know, I, I think like it's still important to foster, you know, the younger, newer talent. And I love being able to, you know, interact with them at shows and hang out with them at shows. And like, I want to have them on my podcast more because I, I foresee it like 
you know, you look at these these uh, these bigger talking head people like like Matt Pinfield or something like that, who is like, you know, he's like friends with Alice Cooper, probably like golf with him and shit like that. You know, like that's why I kind of envision, you know, 10 years, 10, 20 years from now, like maybe me and like the dudes from, uh, you know, the funeral portrait will be fucking out there, you know, shooting bone arrows or something, <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> right. it is. Like, yeah. and they'll be like the fucking biggest band in the world <laughs> in 20 years or something. I think that's kind of a cool, like, like that's almost like I'm like, it's like a, like a, 20 year 10 year plan or whatever like a lot of people like financially i have like for like you know relationships with (laughs) bands yeah that's really cool um that actually kind of transitions me kind of smoothly into artists from ohio because that's a that's a big point of pride for all of us i know you're from cleveland right yeah uh have you lived there your whole life i have yeah yeah in the cleveland area i i'm we're me and my the guy i normally podcast with kevin we are from like the cincinnati area He's a little more Dayton. I'm like right in between Cincinnati and Dayton. Um, okay. Yeah, I've been to Nasty Natty before. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing worth writing home about. I'm sure no, people feel the I same mean, way about Cleveland. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, it's a city. You know, yeah, it's, we've been there. Yeah, it's got buildings and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a sense of pride in like um, Ohio bands and like mm-hmm. seeing those bands flourish. So I didn't know um, off the cuff or if you had a, a list prepared of like your top five artists from Ohio so far. Oh man. I do not have a list. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, there's a band called Dead Bunny that I think is great. I don't love their name. It's a, obviously a funny uh, punny name, Dead Bunny, but yeah. I <laughs> I don't love the name. But I love the music. They're a really good uh, pop punk band. Um, man, you're gonna put me on the spot here. Uh, you want to go one for I'm one? Listening. What's that? Sure. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Sign language. Uh, they're from Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, I've not heard of them. They just released an album on April 21st called Madison and Floral. Uh, they kind of sound like Tidal Fight and nice. um, like Super Heaven, Balance and Composure, all those like 2010s, like heavier Hell alt yeah. rock. Um, yeah. But yeah, Sign Language is my, f- my first one. one. Uh, Heart Attack, man. I got to go with them. They're, oh, yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah, Eric's really good. Cleveland. You had to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Slut Bomb. They are... <laughs> The name Love gets the you. Name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a like a female led. They call themselves Fastcore. It's like fast okay. hardcore. She's like they're just like balls to the wall the whole time. Uh they mm-hmm. play at like bowling alleys. They just played a show at a talking Taco Bell parking lot. Like they're just really oh, cool. Oh nice. And they're nice. like super DIY. Um they kind of want don't want to get famous, I don't think, just like based yeah. on the way they present themselves. But yeah, they they're from Cincinnati and they got a great name. Okay, yeah, I mean, that, that name will get them far. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> they were at Ohio's for Lovers Fest, and they were an oh, nice. awesome show. Um, but yeah, Slut Bomb was my second one. Nice. Um, there was a... Uh, so there was this band called Between Home and Serenity, and they were around when I was a kid, and they're back now. So they're not new. They they, they you know they, they took like a 10-year hiatus, but they're fantastic. They sound like Veritooth and like a day to remember. That, that's a really good band. And I, I you know... The singer Ian's a buddy of mine, so got shot those guys out. Oh yeah, um, you said between home and serenity. Yeah, hell mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Mac Carrickies, I can never say his name right. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, he's from Citizen, lead singer from Citizen, mm-hmm. but he's from like the yeah. Toledo area. And I didn't realize he was from Ohio. I think nice. he's like they're originally from like Michigan, but he lived mm-hmm. in Toledo for a while, so we claim him. Nice. Um, but yeah, his all his solo stuff is kind of why Citizen, I think, has gone a little bit like 
a little more alt rock over the years, yeah, which yeah. I really embraced that like new sound. Yeah. It's almost like indie folky, but his solo stuff, he's been he releases a new solo album every year and it's fucking awesome. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shift it the other way then here. Scene Queen. Are you familiar Scene with her? Queen. She's yeah. from Ohio? She is. She's originally oh, wow. from Ohio. She moved to LA, but she yeah, she's originally from the Ohio area. All the artists are from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, Harbor, I already mentioned them, but they're from Cincinnati. I mm. like went to church growing up with the lead singer and so like nice. I I've seen him at coffee shops in Middletown and then I've now he's playing big old big old shows. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's it, awesome. Um, uh is this my fifth one? Yes. Yes. So, let's go with uh let's go with Rusted Hearts, another uh, band that I'm buddies with um great band the the dude who's in that band runs sound at this uh, venue here called Mahal's which is like fantastic venue and um yeah but their band is even better it's kind of like a like a thrice means like armor for sleep kind of emo Ooh, yeah it's yeah. really good that's really cool yeah that's I, I think that's why I wanted to have you on was just hear about like Cleveland bands because that's yeah when I originally started seeing you on uh TikTok you were always saying like well if you like this band maybe you'll like this band Mm -hmm. and it was always just like kind of you put out playlists and stuff of just like music that sounds similar to what you like but it's new and upcoming bands which is always you know we're called off the bean clef and that's like what we want to do is listen listen to new music you know Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think that's like been the easiest way for me to expose new artists is to like hey if you like this band check out that band you know because it's so difficult to get people to take a time out of their day to you know listen to new music because like one thing i mean i've said this before like a million times but one thing that like i i've always noticed is that like people will always say they want new music like they want to discover new music like oh man i, I just can't find new band i need some new bands to listen to it and it's like you try to show them and they're like, oh yeah, I'll check that out. And they like, nobody actually does. Everyone (laughs) wants to listen to the same 10 bands they've listened to for like the last 10 years or whatever. Like the only way they want to quote, discover new music is if they're watching a show and it it has a song that they'd never heard before, but it fits the scene that they really like. Or if they accidentally stumble across it, like on a TikTok video or like something viral, you know? And that's, so it's kind of like, how you have to, like, you almost have to trick people into discovering you, even people that say they want to discover new music. You have to kind of trick them into, yeah, so like, yeah, you have to use like little techniques to like grab their attention and be like, well, if you like, you know, Metallica, you should check out this band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's so funny. Like, that is the heart of our show. Cause Kevin, mm-hmm. the guy that I do the show with, he listens to almost exclusively like EDM and metal. And I'm like, yeah. I've grown up on emo and the indie and, you know, all that stuff. So, like, he has like made me embrace the harder stuff and I've made him embrace stuff that he nice. swore was too soft for him. Yeah. So um, like getting him to like Bill Murray and Origami Angel oh, yeah. and like all those bands oh, yeah, that like Origami I've been crazy Angel. about the last couple of years. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm wearing a gore shirt because of him, you know? Yeah. Like, so which I, yeah, I like that gore shirt. Well, I was going <laughs> to say something. That's, that's pretty tight. <laughs> we just saw him in Cincinnati a few weeks ago and it was like, Oh, did you get like sprayed with blood and shit? We didn't get close enough. We were oh, like, okay. I wouldn't either, man. <laughs> nah. I mean, like, I would go to a gore show, but I don't want anything on me. Like that. <laughs> good on that. Like, I was so late when it comes to getting dirty and messy. I'm like, yeah, that sounds gross. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I want to see them like cut Vladimir Putin's head off on yeah, stage, I want to but, it, man, but yeah. I don't want to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
do you oh i did see guara actually i'm sorry i, I forgot i saw them at an incarceration festival oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the crazy thing about going to these festivals is like there's so many bands i forgot that i've seen especially because I'm, I'm boozing all day and i'm partying <laughs> and like i'm interviewing bands i'm bouncing back and forth and right. stuff and a lot of times like i'm just standing somewhere and a band happens to be playing i'm not really watching but they're just there yeah that happens all the time though i'll be like oh man i would love to see that band i'm like oh shit i did see that band <laughs> they were playing that day like, i almost have to like write them down like i have to keep yeah. a notes app of who i've seen mm -hmm. because otherwise Otherwise, we'll be like, man, I can't believe I've never seen them. I'm like, oh shit, yes, I have. Yeah, I right, saw them right. at Warped Tour in 08. Dude, I was like, I was the same. I was like, uh, I was talking to somebody, and they're like, "What's your bucket list band to see live?" And I'm like, I think the Foo Fighters. And my wife was like, "We saw the Foo Fighters." I'm like, <laughs> "What? Oh yeah," because yeah. like, like we like saw them at this venue, but like it was like a really shitty seats and like the whole experience wasn't great. And like, I, I, I guess I blocked it out, you know, <laughs> like, it doesn't count. I really want to yeah. see them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you, I, I don't know if you feel this way. Cause I've, I definitely feel this way sometimes. Like for music, do you have to like compartmentalize and like take time to actually go enjoy music when music is your work? Oh, Oh, hundred percent. I mean, there was a, there was a long time, uh like especially back like when i was like working like doing like pr and stuff like that that like i didn't even enjoy listening to music because it was like so much of my work now it's like i i definitely listen to it for enjoyment a lot more um but yeah it it's still the weird part is i don't get to listen to as much music as you might think or the average person might think like because especially because like like for a good example when uh blink 22 dropped their album like i didn't even get to listen to it till like all the way through i probably until like the next day or something like that because like i had to record my show for octane i had to make content that day and like, like i can't i can't listen to music while i'm editing or recording stuff you know i can't have music in the background so it's like yeah i have to, I have to almost like whenever i do listen to music it's like it's either in the car or at the gym or if I do like actually sit down, which is very rare if I just like sit down and listen to a song. I envy people that can do that, can just sit down and listen to a record. And, like like I, I couldn't fucking do it. I would start playing on my phone, not pay attention. Like there's no way. You know. So yeah, I don't actually get to listen to as much music as I would like to, but I'm always listening to music at the same time. It's, it's yeah. weird. Which is it's cool though. It's like I'll be like editing a video about like a news story or something like that involving like a like it was a good example. I was doing a story about uh, Judas Priest uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, so I'm editing a video about Judas Priest. I'm grabbing clips of Judas Priest, and I've always like, kind of like liked Judas Priest, you know. Um, but I'm not like a huge fan. So I'm editing this video about Judas Priest, and I'm get getting these clips, and I'm listening to the clips as I'm putting them together. I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck, this sounds a banger, like you know. And then so after I was done editing the video, I th I was doing something. I threw on the Judas Priest album. And uh, like like later the next day or something, I bought like a juice pre shirt on Amazon, you know, and like I cut the sleeves out. I wear it to the gym now. And it's like it's funny, like the, a band that I've always been familiar with. Like now I'm like just from making a video, I'm like, oh shit, dude, they they do rip, man. They got some good songs, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's definitely a double edged sword because it does get you to listen to more music than you, yeah. or music that's maybe like. I don't know. Like a good example for me is Bauhaus. Like we did our spooky mm -hmm. playlist last week and I put a Bauhaus song on there and I like yeah. had been listening to Bauhaus, but now putting it on that playlist, I'm like, I should listen more fucking Bauhaus. Yeah, dude. It's just so hard to find time to like, you know, even like watch like, you know, movies and shows and stuff that like I'm super interested in just like find the time. Like I was uh, doing a story about uh, Motley Crue and like the movie The Dirt and stuff, and like I was grabbing clips from that, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's such a great movie!" Like I would love to sit down and watch that again because I watched it when it first came out years ago, 
I'm like, man, I want to watch that. And I'm like, I, and like that was like a month ago. And I still haven't found the time to sit down and watch it. You know, it's like, it's like, damn, like it sucks to, you know, as much as much content as I make, I don't get to really enjoy very much content. You yeah. Know? Like, Do you ever like plan vacations or anything where you're like, I'm going to put myself ahead and I'm going to take a few weeks off or is it a uh, constant grind? I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, yeah. I remember one time um, I, I think it was like last Christmas or yeah, it's probably last Christmas. I told my wife, I'm like, I'm going to take two weeks off. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, like I'm just going to make, like a TikTok video every day and I'll still do my show for Octane. I'm taking two weeks off. She's like, that's, you're still working. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to work as much. And like, I try and it didn't happen. I still end up doing the same amount of stuff. And like, you know, news stories happen, like opportunities come in for like to collaborate with artists and shit. I'm just, it didn't happen. Yeah, I do want to do that. I've been thinking about that a lot lately though. I really do need a disconnect. I just don't know how, man. I just, I, just, I cause I, the thing is I love doing this. Like yeah. I really, really do love making content i love talking about music i love i love you know just uh being a part of this whole thing you know so it's kind of hard for me to like even i like i try on sundays i try to take a little bit of i I usually don't post anything on sundays um i do my show for oxygen but i I don't (laughs) usually don't make any kind of videos or any kind of content on sundays and honestly, like sometimes I get like a little like sad on Sunday. I'm like, oh, I kind of, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm missing I should be something. Doing something. You know? yeah. yeah, I should be making a video. You know? <laughs> Unless I have like you know stuff going on, to keep me busy. But I like, I, that's the thing. I don't do well just sitting around. I can't just like sit around. You know, yeah. <laughs> I can't just really chill. Like, yeah, we we do something every summer where we try to like in like June and July we're gonna do four extra episodes that way in August we'll take four weeks off and just already yeah. have episodes ready. And then by the end of August, I'm like, you ready to start recording again? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think Kevin needs it as bad as I do, but I need yeah. like you, I need to keep going. You know, I do. I don't know. I never used to be like that either. Like when I was younger, I was totally cool. Just chilling, <laughs> sleeping until noon. You know, I don't know. <laughs> a, a switch flipped at some point and like, I, yeah, I, I got to, keep going if i i get i get very antsy i get almost like depressed if i like if i'm not doing something <laughs> like that's probably like not great not a great sign but <laughs> yeah. yeah you just gotta keep busy yeah yeah exactly <laughs> idle hands and all that <laughs> right um yeah what, what was the cleveland music scene like up there um you know it, you were in the scene um but yeah you know like did you what were like the big bands or like, what was like the, there was there a ton of cool music uh, um, venues and yeah. stuff like that? Like what, what was it like? So up there? my experience was, and it could have just been me, but like I, from what people I've talked to, it seems like it's been this situation too. Is like, it felt very competitive around here. Like it was almost like anytime something good happened for one band, every other, all the other bands got mad, mad, you know, it was almost like you, you're taking something from somebody else, even mm-hmm. though that's not how it works. You know, everyone can succeed. You don't, you don't, you can spread it around, but it was very much this. And I, I, you know, as a young kid, I fell victim to it too, of being an asshole and like, like, Oh, well, fuck that band. Like, of course they got a record deal like whatever, you know, like, <laughs> like, well, they got money, you know, like, oh, well, whatever, you know, like, so yeah, there was a lot of competitiveness. Um, but we did kind of have like a decent, I think, scene of bands that did support each other, even though there's still a little bit of like, even if it was your friend, you'd be like, oh, fuck that guy. I can't believe that band's got that slot. Or they, oh, they, oh, they got that opening spot. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> even if it was your friend, you know? Um, so like, there, there was that. But uh, overall, like, the, it was, 
from what I saw, there was a lot of really good pop punk bands, a lot of metal. Like there's a lot of metal in Cleveland. Like that there and like I wasn't as into metal back then as I am now. So that was a little I think I missed the boat on a lot of really great bands, unfortunately, back then. Uh like a lot of you know, I mean, you know, Mushroom Head and Chimera and shit all from Cleveland. And I've right. never seen either of those bands live, you know. I actually I'm sorry. Again, I did see <laughs> Mushroom Head at incarceration. because uh, <laughs> I, I was side stage from them randomly. But I was I was talking to the owner of this club uh, in Cleveland. He owned uh, this club called Peabody's, and now he owns uh, the Agora. It's like the premier big uh, rock venue in Cleveland. So I'm side stage with him watching Mushroom Head. I'm like, this is the first time I've seen Mushroom Head. He's like, what? How the fuck have you never seen? Because like Mushroom Head literally played in Cleveland like, every weekend for like ten years. And like, and but again, it's like I wasn't really into that kind of shit back then. So I missed out on a lot of the the heavier bands growing up. Unfortunately, a lot of the yeah, a lot of bands that could have been like, like a cool moment to like have like you know like a cool memory to see like huge bands like these small spots. But, um, but yeah, so I, I it was very very dominated by heavy music, and then I think I want to say the two thousand tens it really shifted to being more like folky indie acts and like a lot of like a lot of indie stuff, and that that seems to be like what's dominated around here a lot lately. There are still. As far as local bands go, there still are like rock bands and stuff, but it does seem like the indie shows do a little bit better usually than the than the local rock shows. Yeah, yeah, that that's so funny. You talked about like heavier bands. Like, mm-hmm. I lived ten minutes from where Hawthorne Heights was formed, oh, nice. and fifteen minutes from Devil Wears Prada, and somehow like I never got to see them when yeah. they were when they were like in their the small oh, scene man. up here, and now it's yeah. like. If you want to see him, you got to see him at a, a big venue. Yeah, yeah. I I saw I was hip to Hawthorne Heights at least. I did like them a lot. I saw them in a, a couple smaller venues, and then I saw um, I, I opened my band actually opened for Hawthorne Heights one time, uh, which was pretty cool. And they were like, were like nowhere to be found like before the show or after the show. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, <laughs> you guys big time in us right now. Like, I got to come out and like hang out or anything. And then, uh, and then I actually had JT on my old podcast. I used to have a, a different podcast where I would have, I was trying to be lazy. I didn't, <laughs> so I would have artists like record, pre-record, like, in, like, like int- introduce songs, you know, like these is the song, this is a song I picked because of blah, blah, blah. And it was like a way for me to like have a guest when I have to really interview a guest. Cause that yeah. was before I like really thought I was going to take podcasting seriously. Um, so yeah, he was one of the artists I had. He's, he was an artist I didn't take seriously. No. <laughs> no, he was an artist I had on that podcast, and he was really cool. And again, now we're like cordial on Instagram and stuff. So that's so. But cool. yeah, yeah, there was a yeah, there's a lot of yeah, like you said, like Devil Wears Prada. There's a lot of really cool bands that like uh, uh, Black Veil Brides. They're from Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy how many bands are just like. And being from Ohio, you kind of take that for granted. Like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll if I don't see him this year, I'll see him next year because they always mm-hmm. come to Cincinnati, you know. Yeah. Um, and for me, like, I could go to Cincinnati. I can go to Indianapolis, Columbus. They're all within a, a like, Indy and uh, Columbus are like a two-hour drive for me. So, like, yeah, there uh, I rarely miss a tour if I want to see it. It is a shame. Like, I feel like especially when I was a kid, like I would go to shows if i didn't even know who was playing i would just go to a show because like it was a, it was something to do you know it yeah. was, I, I couldn't go to a bar i was like, too young for that so it's like you go to a show and like hang out with your friends and and obviously i was super into music so like that that was another factor for why i was so interested in it but like i, I just i feel like that's not really a thing anymore i feel like people just don't like randomly got I me mean, first of all like, you can't even usually get into a show for less than like 
15 bucks or something. I mean, when I was a kid, it's like something date myself here. <laughs> but there was a venue I, you could go to. It was like three bucks to get in and two bucks if you were like under 18 or something like that. I can't remember. What, but yeah, it was like five bucks total to get in. And of course, I wasn't buying any drinks. I was broke as shit. I wasn't doing it. <laughs> but I was just watching bands. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's not really a thing anymore. I feel like people just don't like randomly. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not really in touch with... As much as I'm on TikTok, I'm not as, as in touch with uh, the younger generation as I probably should be. But well, yeah, I think you have to have some kind of like you had to either have someone drag you to the show yeah. that doesn't know the band or like you already know the band and you know most of their discography. Right, right. And you get surprised. I think you can be surprised by like openers and stuff like mm-hmm. I, oh, saw, yeah, sure. I saw Say Anything in like 09 and they had a band oh, open for them called A Great Big Pile of Leaves. And uh, now yeah, yeah. I'm a lifelong fan now, like just nice. seeing them open and they were like, we recorded this in our basement, come buy our CD for five bucks. And oh, I still have the CD. It's, you know, shit like that's cool. But yeah, I think you're right. Like just going to a show, not like not knowing anything is crazy. Maybe right. hardcore. Like there are people that do that for hardcore shows down here. Probably. But, yeah. yeah. Like again, I'm sure it still happens. Like I know there's like lots of house shows and stuff. Like I'm sure there's, there's some like young fucking 17 year old could listening right now like this guy this fucking dude doesn't know what he's talking about there's still a good scene like. <laughs> but I, I i i'm sure it happens but i yeah i just don't see it and i definitely don't i don't i can't talk shit because i don't partake either like right. you, i don't randomly go to shows anymore. i mean i don't have time you know i have you know pretty busy life and family and stuff but um i mean i would love to just like stumble into a dive bar whatever listen to whatever band's playing you know unfortunately problem is nine times out of ten the band does suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll find one diamond in the rough yeah yeah but that was like, there was like some meme that was like or it wasn't even a meme it was just like somebody tweeted it's like for people saying i can't believe somebody saw green day play at a, a 20 cap room in 95 or whatever it's like you could do that right now you could see the future green day in a in a, your local venue if for five bucks or whatever it's like you could but you're going to have to listen to probably about 100 not green days, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know how many bands exist in the world? Yeah, as I say, there's <laughs> so many more bands now than there were back then, too. And it's like, I, I, not to be a dick, but like, I mean, not everyone's great. You know, there's yeah. a lot of, the bar's pretty low now. To the, the barrier for entry has never been lower, which is a good thing. But also, I mean, yeah, we threw a lot of garbage, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it kind of goes back to what uh, when you were talking about Dave Grohl, he said you have to suck for a little bit, so they have to yeah, have those growing absolutely. pains and little venues mm-hmm. like that. Um, what do you think? Sorry, this is a very bad transition. Mm-hmm. What do you think is your favorite release so far this year? Oh, uh, so I, I mean, I have two, and I okay, I'm just gonna say them <laughs> <laughs> one more time by Blink One Two and. Uh, the uh bear tooth the surface are my two favorites right now and i was excited about the surface and i was blown away by it like i was excited for that record i thought it was gonna be cool then i talked to caleb and i got even more excited about it and then i actually listened to it and i was like dude it's better than i even imagined it was gonna be it's such a good album front to back every song is a banger and but Blink-182, the moment they announced they were releasing a record, I'm like, this is going to be the best record of the year. Like, (laughs) I I fucking love Blink-182. So it's so hard for me to say, like, because, like, like, again, when I heard Blink-182 was dropping a record, I automatically, my brain, like, knew, like, this is going to be the album of the year, 100%. And then I listened to him, like, this is the fucking album of the year. But then I'm like, ah, but that Surface record, you know, that's, like, I keep going back and forth, like, what? Because I I always think about that. If someone asks me, what would I say is the best record? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's got to come down to one of those two, I feel like. Oh, yeah. What about you? 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you, like, the Beartooth record, I was a little nervous because you get five, five or six singles before the album, mm-hmm. and you're like, is this... Is this the best yeah. songs on the album? Right, and it right. wasn't the case at all. Like, it was not. what's killing you, dude? Mm-hmm. That song is like just like it's stuck in your brain. Yeah. There's so many good songs on there, and there he mixes up the the sound of like the newer, little more alt rocky, and then the metal is still fucking mm-hmm. banger. Like the dude can do no wrong. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You think of like all the attack attack like people that have gone on to do bigger and better things. Yeah, like, it's just crazy because Bill Murray's my favorite artist um <sighs> i should have had my answer when i asked yeah. you <laughs> it's funny too because i wasn't even a big attack attack fan like back in the day like, i liked him well enough but i wasn't like head over heels for him but yeah i fucking love bear tooth <laughs> i would say free throw or knuckle puck they're both okay. their new albums um yeah i'm seeing knuckle puck uh next week actually are you that's yeah. sweet hopefully i think i'm gonna do an interview with him are you him on the podcast the the tour they're doing with real friends yeah yeah Yeah. very cool um yeah knuckle puck they're gonna i'm kind of i'm gonna call it from the ether they're gonna be the biggest pop punk band of our generation just getting better and better with time and like every album is building on one another like i wanted that for the story so far it doesn't seem like it's gonna be that way um but free throw like takes all those like cool sounds and like they just like are so devastating. Their lyrics are mm-hmm. so good and sad. Like, if you need a good sad album, Free Throw yeah. is there for you. But yeah, I think yeah, those I two like are my favorite. Free Throw and like Hot Mulligan too are like two bands that are like are like bubbling about to like really like because they just keep getting like you said they're getting bigger and bigger. I think those are two bands that like might explode. I thought Knuckle Puck like had I've I've liked them for a long time, but I thought when they kind of got uh, viral on TikTok about two years ago or something like that i thought that was gonna be like their big like moment i thought they were gonna explode off of that and like they again they were viral and i don't know what happened if i do interview <laughs> them i'm gonna ask like what the fuck happened man what do you think <laughs> like it's yeah it just it seemed like they're nothing came from that like, they still continue putting out music and doing stuff but like nothing came from that right i feel like you know and it was an older song too it was like yeah super Aesthetic. random old <laughs> like yeah super random old like it's just a random part of the song and it's like isn't that song like eight minutes long or something like that <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah so it's like very random but i thought yeah maybe maybe that's why maybe because it wasn't like a, a single and, and maybe they didn't follow up with something like that yeah i think that's that might have been the problem too they didn't follow up with like another kind of like ballad type type of situation. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, don't count them out yet, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I told my buddy that not that long ago, like Knuckle Puck's going to be the biggest band. And then the new yeah. album came out and he texts me. He's like, I think you're right. I'm like, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. It's <laughs> you got to bear down on your, your hot takes and live with them forever. Um, mm-hmm. So what's on the horizon for you? I know you're saying you're going to see Knuckle Puck, hopefully have uh, them on the show, but you, what's, what's on the horizon <laughs> for you? Um, let's see. I mean, I got uh, a few podcast podcast guests lined up. I can't really say yet because it's not 100% confirmed. Um, uh, I do have Daughtry coming next week. He'll be on the podcast. So that should be a fun chat. Um, yeah, just doing the doing the show, keep it trying to keep the podcast growing, keeping that whole aspect, you know, because like that's so you know, the podcast is funny because it's like the one thing I don't like get paid for you know it's like it's it's a hundred percent labor of love but i really think that's the the future for me i mean obviously doing the, the radio thing too but like i feel like having my own kind of like 
you know, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll never, I'll do Octane as long as they will fucking let me come to work, <laughs> yeah. obviously, you know, but I think having my own thing is, uh, is important. You know, I have my own, my own spot, my own space or whatever. Um, so doing that and, uh, I do, and speaking of Octane, I do have a few ideas of, uh, a few newer concept kind of shows that I wanted to start producing for Octane. So hopefully that get, I get the green light on those soon. Um, just, you know, getting my voice on the radio as much as possible. I think <laughs> is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Luckily um, you got a good radio voice and you're already putting oh, it to good use. Yeah. Well, I got a face for radio too. So, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm surprised. Cause I didn't, I don't think I have a good radio voice. I never thought, cause I always wanted to do radio. I always wanted to, I always thought like that was the coolest job ever is to be like a radio DJ growing up. And like, that's always why I, I thought it would be a great job. I never did anything to pursue it. I never even tried to pursue it because I was like, my, like, I stutter too much. I like flood my words a lot. I'm like, people was like, always like, wait, what'd you say? What? You know, all my life. Like I got, uh, so I was always like, dude, I'm not even going to attempt it. And then they came to me, you know, and wanted me to be on the radio. I was like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> you know? and then, yeah, like you said, like people tell me, like, oh, you have a good voice for him. Like, what? No, I don't. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I just one of those things. Like, I think it's more, you know, you imagine in your mind, like, you have to have a deep radio voice. Yeah. And, like, right. But people just want to listen to someone that sounds like personable and like fun to listen to. And, right. you know, that's, I think, what you have going on, especially you're so nice to your guests and they always seem to be so receptive and nice back. So yeah. I love that about it. I think that's a very underrated, um, like, um, what do you call it? Personality trait or whatever that people like don't give enough credit to. It's just like you can get really far in life just being nice to people. <laughs> like yeah. if you're just not a dick, you can get a lot of things done. You know, it's it's weird how much how how not utilized I feel like that is because there's like, so many people have like this like bulldog mindset and which is good. You need that and like that that gets things done too. Um, but I mean, there's that whole like catching more flies with sugar or whatever like that, that's true dude like yeah. <laughs> that shit works like, I, have, I have friends who are like are very like blunt and brutes and like, they get they like no we're gonna get shit done like i'm not i'm not no one's gonna disrespect me and i'm like whoa bro like and they they do to their credit they get their shit done but it's like there's that's not the only way you know i yeah. feel like i feel like you get a lot further sometimes just like okay well i, I understand this is how you feel but let me tell you why i think it is you know yeah the the ted lasso approach for sure I haven't even seen that show. Well, that that's good? basically what the show's about is, you yeah. know, you everyone thinks you have to like push your way through and really kindness can win too. Mm. I was like, well, that sounds right in my alley then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. It's been a lot of fun Dude, talking to you. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, a great time. Uh, hope to do it again soon. Yeah. We've got uh, all the artists that Jesse mentioned in a playlist. Um I'll let you pick the songs after we get off here, but um, cool, cool, yeah, um, yeah, we've got all those playlists. I've got all the links to to Jesse's Spotify for uh, his podcast and his TikTok and his YouTube and all that. So go check it out. Go listen to his show. Um, shows come out every Friday, right? Yeah, that's the goal. Uh, sometimes I I'm a little late on it. I try to I try to be consistent and do them every Friday, but uh, sometimes you know things get away from me and I don't open on like a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, but I know for like the whole algorithm, you're supposed to be consistent, so I I try. Yeah, Friday's <laughs> a plan. <laughs> Very cool. It was it was Thursdays, and then I, I kept doing it every Friday. I kept pushing it to Fridays like a couple weeks. Ago. I'm like, all right, I guess Fridays are just the new <laughs> Friday's Friday's day now. new days. Oh, yeah. well, thanks again, my friend. Have a good one. Cool. Thanks, man. Peace. 
All right, everybody. Yes, that was Jesse Lee. Uh, it was a really, really fun conversation. Uh, I was bummed that we couldn't make the schedule work and have Kevin be a part of it, too. Um, but we thought we'd finish up the show with some songs of the show and, uh, you know, just uh, see the show out how we normally do. So I got oh, Kev yeah. with me. I'm here. Yeah. I didn't like the thought <laughs> of, like, you not being a part of the, the episode, even if you couldn't do yeah. the, the interview. It's yeah, that's fair. I mean, we've 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 done this before. We always ended this way, so feels feels good. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go with songs of the show. I'm gonna start because I'm first on the Google Doc. Um, mm-hmm. My song of the show is "Habits" by Football Head. Now, Football Head. I don't know if you remember this, Kevin. We were torn between doing two albums, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember which one we did instead. I think it was Bearings. We did the Bearings album. And I like after the episode ended, I was like, hey, would you rather do Football Head or the Bearings album? And it was good that we did the Bearings album because Football Head took this off Spotify. And I was like, oh. what the fuck? So I, I messaged him on Instagram and I was like, hey, I like can't find this album on Spotify. Like what happened to it? And they were kind enough to message me back <laughs> on Instagram and be like, we got signed to a record label. We're going to remaster this and re-release it. And I was like, oh, oh cool. that's really cool. That's a perfect reason to take it off Spotify. Um, so they remastered uh, this song, Habits, which is only like a minute, 50 seconds long. And they put it this out as like their lead up single to re-releasing the album uh, come twenty early 2024. So I'm really excited about it. And I really love the album. So I'm really excited to hear it in its new form. So that was my long-winded explanation for for this track. Yeah, man. Uh, it's that, that uh, the 90s aesthetic is strong with this track, especially like this would fit perfectly in like a video rotation on MTV where I could see just like a uh, like a fish islands of Cali teens doing Cali teen things like the weird kind of sepia tones uh, that you had back in the 90s. So, yeah, man, I, I, I really like this track and I'm kind of upset I didn't pick it. So. Yeah. <laughs> we would it was it was a cool track. Yeah, we would have reviewed an album that uh we would have Didn't had to, exist. Yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Um Yeah. But yeah, what what's your uh, song of the show? My song of the show is Over Jostled by The Totemist featuring and and Rebea Masad. Uh I just was listening to my release radar this week which i'm not i wasn't a huge fan of there wasn't a lot of stuff that i really liked this week which sucked but this one stood out and i think i just needed a little little tinge of metal in my life uh and this was just a a cool prog instrumental to for your brain to bang against your skull to like nothing nothing crazy here just an awesome like instrumental track every now and again i just need i don't i don't want lyrics i just want to you know, listen to an instrumental. So it was such a good little scratch to the brain. It's like that mm-hmm. little like thing that spreads out and it like massages your head. That's what this song <laughs> yeah. was. Cause I was expecting there to be lyrics and then you get like a minute in and you're like, Oh shit, this is going to be an instrumental track. And it, yep. it has such a cool guitar tone and it is very metal E, but it almost reminds me of like, like late nineties radio rock too. Like, in a cool way like it just it blends those really well and i looked into the totemist i guess this is like a two-man band between that rabea masad i guess Mm -hmm. this is like his side project with one of his buddies so it's also just like a really cool like passion project which you know i'm a huge fan of yeah obviously he's the man who says side projects are better than the real thing it's true it's (laughs) true 
Hey, I'm not going to argue with you this week. I got uh, got no energy for it, sir. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, 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 mean, I don't know. It's just like you said, it was one of the few tracks that stood out to me on the release radar this week. Uh, moving on. If you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, so, Ben, uh, he got his song of the show. And first of all, the people from from the Discord. So, I'll read his email. Uh, song, of the sh- song of the show, Train A-Coming, is what his email is called. Uh, Spooky Playlist was a rager, boys. Looking forward to a good off-the-beaten interview. That sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> I figured I'd capitalize on any Seven Lions momentum I can get out of Kev with my submission this week. The track is Pantheons, but it's not by Seven Lions. It's by Seven Lions, Blast Boys, Demibo, Jason Ross, Kill the Noise, Trivecta, and Wooly. Basically, Jeff, Seven Lions is one guy, got the heaviest hitters together from his own Ophelia record label and slapped out a banger. Hope you enjoy. Benji, Columbus, Ohio. Personal note, this song is so fun for me, at least. I know all seven artists reasonably well, and picking out the pieces and parts each artist were responsible for is both a fool's quest and an endlessly enjoyable. It's a really cool track, man. It mm-hmm. it has three different big drops, and the drops are all completely different. And yeah. it was it's a really cool little earworm to listen to. <clears throat> As someone that like has to write down everyone's songs of the show, he was a motherfucker for this because I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just putting Seven Lions and Ophelia Records because trying to write down all their names and they're like <laughs> not easy names to write down and and try to like memorize whatever doesn't matter this song rocks but fuck you ben for putting seven artists on your song of the show <laughs> yeah I, I just went for it dude in my notes app it's i just wrote them all down uh so i just said fuck it um so but yeah I, I don't know for the life of me why it took all these people to make this track but it kicks ass uh it reminds me a lot of I and mean, this isn't going to mean anything to you bill but it reminds me a lot of infected mushroom through a lot of it especially in the first part uh, which isn't a bad thing at all um and there's just something about a hard style drop that just it's just nonsense noise but seeing it live is just the coolest shit of all time like you don't really get the effect of like the full effect of it by listening to it but if you know what that looks like and feels like and sounds like live like it just makes it so much cooler and again i've said this before on the show i listen to edm through the lens of what it would sound like live because I, that's the best way to experience it which seems counterintuitive because it's not like you're seeing a band play but the experience of going to an edm show has become so visual and so so much of a production that it really is best experienced live and i could just i could feel this rattling my bones every time it dropped and they, they come they come quick and they come heavy so yeah great pick ben yeah i love it he's been on fire lately he has he actually just uh, sent us a, a picture in the Discord as well. He got some oh, off, yeah. the and, off the beaten cleft gear. He's got him a t-shirt and a, a, a mug. <laughs> the first person to buy it that wasn't you or me. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been up for a year. What are you? What are you complaining about? <laughs> oh, That's fuck, okay, dude. That's all right. It's not We're, like we talk about it at the end of every show. So yeah, you know, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know the site was still active. <laughs> I did. I did see an automatic payment come through like a month ago. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, yeah, we had to rebuy our domain. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll do Whatever. something cool was... with the website. And maybe we'll we'll do another logo eventually. But, yeah, it was fun to do. I like having the sweatshirt yeah. around. 
Yeah, no, I wear my my long sleeve tee all the time. I love it. Um, it fits perfect. Uh, and I want to because I still have the art for like our actual logo that we use for the show, and I want to do some cool shit with that too. I just uh, am a very lazy person, so I haven't I haven't done it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Plus, nobody bought our fucking first merch. So, well, Mason um, said it was scary, and he did, he couldn't read it. So, I bet Mason would mm-hmm. rep us if we if we did our our clean contemporary logo. Yeah, Mason, let us know. Uh, would you would you rock our stuff if it was our regular clean contemporary logo? Because <laughs> if that if that's the case, I probably still won't do it, but it'll motivate me just a little bit more. Yeah, I'll do it, man. Uh, Kevin. <laughs> thank you for doing that, Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's been getting grilled the last couple of weeks. I got got to support the boys. <laughs> uh, anyway, our third pick, uh, the song of the show, Dill put out a clarion call to this Discord this morning, and they came in real quick. So third, first one in after um, he did that was Cody, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if so I'm, Cody, I'm assuming he's that fake yeah. name on there. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, so I said, leave. He's his was everybody have fun tonight by Wang Chung, and leave it to Cody to troll and still pick a banger. Um, and I've I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Uh, the '80s kicked ass. This is the most '80s, one of the most '80s songs of all time. Um, if you don't sing this chorus, you ain't got a soul. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, and just the worst band name of all time. it's 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 that it's that time in america where like being racist towards asians in a funny way was still acceptable so um yeah it's not a great name no it's not a good name (laughs) at all um if we were doing if we ever do like a like a like a after hours again where we just pick like the worst band names of all time wing chung would definitely be up there but this song unequivocally a banger and i never know where kid who's going to come from one time he hit us with 100 gex sometimes he hits us with good like contemporary country music and then sometimes he hits us with an 80s bop that you're like i can't tell if you're being serious about this or not <laughs> which is the beauty of cody yeah i think he likes it i just don't i just don't think it's a serious pick it's yeah. like us it's like we would never pick this but it's a good song it's yeah. a fun song you yeah. know what I mean? um okay Louis Curran says Cellar Door by Spirit Box. And this song has been all over metal charts. This Spirit Box is just like the fucking coolest man. And her voice is so astounding. Like it just like blows you away. And Spirit Box is just going to be one of the biggest metal bands of the next 10, 15 years. And hearing this new single was just like balls to the wall. And I love the pick. Uh, yeah, and I did too, man. And clearly, Lou and I had had enough of not picking metal songs for a week. Yeah. <laughs> so we both we both had to get some metal in our veins. Uh, but yeah, this this kicks ass on every level, man. It's uh, like you said, the the lead vocalist voice is amazing. And who would have thought, uh, like a married couple from Canada would be this heavy? You know what I mean? Um, it's a little thrashy, it's a little death quarry, but it's a lot of metal goodness, and uh, yeah, it's really fucking cool. I haven't really listened to them at all before this, so I'm definitely gonna uh, dive deep. Oh yeah, yeah, you definitely should. And they don't—they've only been making music for a year and a half, two years at the most, so mm-hmm. it's it's really exciting. Hell yeah. Um, do you want to do Mason's pick, or do you want me to do it? 
Yeah, you can hit. Ma- you can do Mason's. Okay, so Mason's pick. He put it on the Discord. He said, "I don't even want anybody to listen to the song. I just want you to know how unhinged this guy's song titles are." And on that note, the song title is "Cut Her Son's Hair with My Ball Trimmers" by Chris Mack. <laughs> so completely, absolutely insane. Um, but I'm glad I didn't listen to Mason and listen to the actual song because the chill vibe of the song wasn't what I expected from the song title. I expected it to be something completely different. Uh, and it just, it's so funny and with juxtaposition with the name of the song. I just, I, I fucking loved it. It made me giggle. Um, but yeah, it's, that's an absolutely heinous act. <laughs> I hope he at least wiped him off, but you know, he didn't just by the no, name of the track. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, this this was an act of aggression for sure. <laughs> oh man, it, it's a funny song title, and he said it mirrors like um, Panic at the Disco and like Arctic Monkeys, like early Arctic Monkeys. But um, just cracked me up the song title, and then yeah, you're right. You expect like a Tyler the Tyler the Creator kind of track, and you get you mm-hmm. get like this cool hip hop track, which is way more chill than you would ever expect. <laughs> yeah like the beat is like almost kind of like rock it's like an easy listener almost yeah <laughs> so. love it that was a great pick yeah uh last but not least we have rita rita says army of me by in this moment and rita also feeling the heaviness today i love this track so much um louis says he has seen him live and it's a great act live this is one of those ones that like you were talking about tracks that you want to listen to with headphones on, and this is definitely one of those. It's so full, and it's yep. got a great production value. Like Everything about this track was a very big surprise, and I think everyone is just feeling metal. Like we, I think we need to go back to metal. Brutal Breakdown yep. 3. Could we do it three <laughs> times in one year? We might. <laughs> Tis the season, dude. Yeah. Tis the season. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I the girl power is strong this week with uh, with two female led metal metal bands. So, I uh, absolutely love that. Uh, but yeah, this is almost like an industrial Deftones. I don't know if you caught that as well, but the like the, her breathy uh, verses and the heaviness of it behind it. But it's more industrial than the Deftones. Yeah, uh, or than Deftones, excuse me. And I dig the fuck out of it. So great pick, Rita. Um, another band I've never really listened to. So. Uh, again, I can't wait to dig in. Anything that reminds me of Deftones is is all I'm all in on. So hell yeah. Well, there you go, guys. There's our songs of the show. We have so much exciting stuff on the horizon. Um, we're doing we're we're gonna start doing um, ultimate mixtapes here in the next couple weeks. We might have another interview lined up. Um, it's just a lot of really exciting stuff. And um, should I say who I picked for my first ultimate mixtape, or should I just wait till we get there? Mm, it's up to you it's your mixtape dance gavin dance we're doing it i've i've done a deep dive on dance gavin dance because their discog is just so vast and different and it's changed so much over time i'm very excited to bring you in on on the ride man like dance gavin dance is one of those bands that it is worth taking a deeper look um and if you want to join our discord great plug rita's already done that for lincoln park for us yeah, yeah, she did it. She put together a ten song playlist for us. It was it was ten, right? Yeah, it might yeah. have been twelve, but yeah, it yeah, perfect mixtape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and 
all on her own, dude. Like fucked on. They had the whole dis this uh, dissertation about it. Fucking loved every second of it. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to discard and join the fun. Join on the fun. We're going to put that that playlist she made in our back pocket for a week. We're going to have her on and, and have her uh, take us on a ride. Because, dude, she she kills it with this. The ultimate mixtape is kind of like going to be her bread and butter. So, you know, we haven't asked her. We haven't even really gotten the approval if she would like be <laughs> even come on <laughs> into in coming on. But, yeah, all the work she's doing in the discord is making her rise to the top. So join in on the Discord. We're going to listen to whatever music you send us. Um, it's it's a fun community. We have so much fun in there. And, um, yeah, it's one of the best parts of my week is just seeing the notifications on Discord. Yep. Um, we have merch at offthebeatencleft.com if you want to be like Ben. Uh, if you want to check out our Instagram, it's at offthebeatencleft. Our Twitter is at offcleft. And if you want to send us an email, it's offthebeatencleft at gmail.com. Um, thanks for listening guys and we will see you next week. Bye.